Welcome to the Birth Lounge Podcast, an empowering space for expecting and new parents to hear candid conversations with experts, support your mental health, and learn the tips and tricks that thousands of parents have used to craft their ideal birth. We will answer all of your questions, the scary ones and the weird ones, to help calm your fears and feel confident going into your birth. I'm going to help you redefine what birth and motherhood looks like and how to embrace your journey. I've intentionally crafted an amazing list of experts to help you navigate pregnancy, explore your birth options, and plan for postpartum so it can be a time of soaking in your tiny human. We're going to go there on all the hard topics so that you can dive into finding your confidence and freeing yourself from fears around childbirth. With almost 10 years of experience in family education and a master's degree in human development and family studies, I created this podcast as a way to share information so parents can make educated and informed decisions about their care during pregnancy and childbirth. This is a birth community driven by evidence-based information and research in hopes to help you explore your options, understand your rights, and know what choices you have along the way. I'm your host, Hee Hee. Now let's get to the good stuff. Hello. Happy, happy Friday. We made it to another weekend, you guys. Gosh, it feels so good. This was a stressful week for a lot of people. For our international listeners, this was election week here in the USA, and it was very, very stressful. I know the eyes of the world were on us, and everyone was keeping up, but just the feeling here in America has been tense and thick. The energy is just thick between humans. It's like you could cut it with a knife. Um, It's just, it has been an intense week. So I'm so excited to be hanging out with you guys today. I'm so excited to be spending the next few minutes just thinking about fun things, other things than politics and elections and, you know, scary things. All right, guys, happy Friday. I am going to be sharing today my top breastfeeding tools for you. Now, these aren't going to be tips necessarily that make things easier, but they are going to be tools. These are going to be um, things that you want to put in what I call your breastfeeding kit. And and your breastfeeding kit's probably going to um, be a, a bucket or a box or a basket that travels around your home with you and typically stays wherever you nurse your baby, whether that is in the nursery or um, on your night side table or... Um, you know, in the living room, in your kitchen, you're gonna you're gonna have you're gonna find that you have this um, this kit almost that travels around your home with you. And so today, I'm gonna be telling you what I think should be in your breastfeeding kit, starting with a hand pump. And so many people say, "Why do I need a hand pump? I have an electric pump." Well, here's the thing. An electric pump is great for ongoing use. An electric pump is really great for incorporating pumping into your routine. But if you're not ready to incorporate and or you're in the first six to eight weeks after birth and you don't have a reason to do a full out pump session, a hand pump is going to be your best friend for a couple reasons. A, you can control the strength. For the electric pump, it plugs into a wall, right? And so it is, or it's battery powered. So it is 
being powered by something other than you. An electricity source, either by battery or the wall. A hand pump is not like that. It is totally manual. It is completely controlled by you. You get to control the speed and the strength. Now, on an electric pump, you will be able to control the speed and the strength to some degree. But at the end of the day, those are completely um, kind of predetermined, right? Those buttons are what they are, and you're not going to be able to change those buttons. So essentially, you just have those three, four, or five options that your pump provides you. With a hand pump, you have all the options in the world because you're the one doing the powering of the pump. The other thing is a hand pump I find is much more powerful for something like a clogged duct. Um, you're also can, or you can also use a hand pump for something like relieving mastitis or if you miss a nursing session or if you're trying to wean. This just gives you so much more control. Again, you get to control the power, but you also get to control the time, the amount that you pump. Um, the hand pump, I believe, is just so much more conducive to having you be in control. I always see when people introduce the pump before that six-week mark, it almost always leads to clogged ducts, mastitis, engorgement, you know, oversupply, a fever, just complications of some sort. The, the electric pump is too powerful for your body in the beginning, and a hand pump is going to change your life, I promise. All right, number two, Along the same lines, the Hakka. Now, the Hakka is advertised and marketed as a hand pump, in the USA at least. I disagree with this marketing, and I feel strongly that they did that only because there's not a better um, way to kind of describe what the Hakka does. I don't love the Hakka for actually actively hand pumping. However, it does have some really great benefits that I think with a hand pump, so them together, they make a really beautiful pair. With the Hakka, it's going to use suction to siphon out your breasts. So it's going to pull out whatever is in there. The hand pump is going to actively be sucking rather than this vacuum type suction um, that you're going to create. So if you've ever seen a Hakka, it has this, it's a silicone thing um, and it has a flange on top and an actual like bottle on the bottom. And you're going to be able to squeeze that bottle, that body of the, of the actual, you know, device. You'll be able to squeeze that in on your breast. And then when you release it, it creates a suction and that's how it, it pulls out the milk. Whereas the hand pump is going to be creating over and over suction again every time you squeeze it. I love the Hakka for a couple reasons. Number one, you can use it to catch letdown on the opposite end of your breast. The opposite end of your breast. <laughs> the opposite breast that you're not feeding on, right? So if you're feeding on your right, you would attach the Hakka to the left and vice versa. Feeding on the left, attach it to the right. Give it a big squeeze. Um, it'll suction to your breast. And as you're feeding your baby, whatever is continuing to leak out of the other breast, you actually get to catch and use um, as a bottle or in a bath or for diaper rash or ear infections or uh, pink eye or, you know, eczema or cradle cap or anything, really. Um, breast milk is truly golden, and so I think the, the Hakka is a beautiful tool to be able to catch every last drop of that. Over on my Instagram, if you're not following me, 
what the heck are you doing? But um, head over to Instagram and, and type in at Tranquility by Hehe, or you can follow me at the Birth Lounge. It's at the dot birth dot lounge. Um, I give out tips on how to use the haka and how to actually attach it. It can be a little bit tricky on how to prevent spills while you are feeding, which is a really common question. Um, if you've never seen one, once you see it, you're gonna be like, oh yeah, that makes so much sense. And if you have seen one, you're probably thinking, I've always wondered that. Um, so I've got those tips over there on our Instagram. So head over to Instagram and find me at tranquilitybyhehe or the.birth.lound. All right, the haka. I also love the haka for um, unclogging clogged ducts and mastitis, but it's only a piece of the puzzle. You still need a hand pump. And that this is kind of what I mean by the Hocket is not a one and done type thing. It, it really does need to be in conjunction with that hand pump that has a little bit more power, but not as much power and not as much of a loss of control as power as the electronic pump. You really need that medium stepping stone between the Hocket and the electric pump and the hand pump provides that for you. So the Hocket, you can fill it up with hot Epsom salt water and attach it and it will help release clogged ducts. Very, very, very cool. I love, love, love the Haka, you guys. Truly, I do. It's such a good investment. It's less than $15 um, and it's going to be a game changer. So for the breast pump and the Haka, for less than $40, you can get both of them and, um, and be totally all set with your breastfeeding needs in the beginning, right? Again, if you're going to introduce pumping as a regular thing or you have uh, an actual reason to do the electric pump, then the electric pump might be appropriate for you. But if you don't, and we just have these tiny little things, very normal things, normal variations and variables that pop up in breastfeeding, the hawk and the hand pump is probably going to be, um, they probably are going to be a, a much better choice for you. All right, number three, you are going to need some sort of nipple balm. Now, I love a couple brands. Try and stay away from the traditional brands that, you know, probably are given out to you for free only because they, they usually have a lot of chemicals in them that you may not be comfortable with going directly into your baby's mouth. Remember, this is going on your nipple, so it is going to be going directly into your baby. Um, and then they're going to be eating that, essentially, um, since that's their job once they are attached to you. So the brands that I particularly love, I love Earth Mama. Anything Earth Mama is so good. I also love Mother Love. Um, that's funny. I love Mother Love. Anything Mother Love, again, really, really good. If you know the brand... Kama Mama, that's another great one. They actually sent me some samples and it's a very nice consistency. Um, their belly butter is also fantastic. Um, and lastly, if you know the brand Bamboobies, they actually make my favorite bamboo nursing pads, reusable nursing pads, but they also have a nipple butter. They call it Boobies, like E-A-S-E. -E. Um, and so I love that as as well. You're going to need a, a nipple butter. You're going to need something to coat your nipples. Now, good old traditional coconut oil is just as well. Um, people might use lanolin as well. Again, 
all of it's kind of the same. Just know what's in what you're putting on your nipple. Do your research and find a brand that is good with you and you like it and, and go with it. Now, everything that I just uh, shared is linked on our Amazon storefront. Easy for you to access. And I'll link that into the show notes. So you can just click on that and find all the things that I love and, and think should be in your breastfeeding kit. All right. The next one on the list is an ice pack. Actually, two. One for each side. Um, you're going to need ice packs for your breast. Now, these can be gel packs that go in your refrigerator these can be actual um you know the gel ice packs that have like the little jelly beads in them that can be what you use there are um lansano has these beautiful they look kind of like a flower um, and the petals are gonna obviously go along your breast um anything you're just gonna want something that you keep in your freezer or your refrigerator that can help with with things like mastitis with things like engorgement with things like um you know painful swelling things like that we're going to want to ice those boobs anytime that you wake up with engorgement before you pump you're going to want to ice your boobs first to help make sure that um you know you're not in super pain when you go to pump out that engorgement or go to feed your baby um, so get get a get a pack of ice packs. Again, they're linked on our storefront. We have all the things that that you want, um, but they are important. You're gonna need ice packs. I mean, just as well, a bag of peas, frozen vegetables will do that too. If you don't want to buy anything, um, I just think it's nice to have something that is kind of designed for the human breast. Um, you know, it kind of knows how to hold you in all the right places. All right, kind of along the same lines. Number five is going to be reusable breast pads. Now, I just mentioned the brand Bamboobies. Those are my fave. In our Amazon storefront, you're going to see that I have linked a couple other brands, which I also have tried and I like. Um, not tried as in I've breastfed a child because I clearly have not. But um, tried as in I've had my hands on them. I have, um, you know, had breastfeeding parents try them. I've also put them through my own course of testing seeing how much they can actually hold and are they um you know friendly to the washer and dryer and how many times can I wash and dry them things like that um those are those are linked in the storefront but I love bamboobies I love them as a company and that's where my loyalty comes in um I also think that their customer service is fantastic absolutely phenomenal um so Bamboobies, a great company to support. They have amazing products, but if you don't want their specific brand of um, of nursing pads, there are other ones. I do recommend going with something that is reusable rather than disposable, just because disposable is going to have a ton of icky chemicals. Anytime you're putting something completely white on your body, folks, it has been bleached. Let me say that one more time. Anytime you're putting anything completely white on your body, it has been bleached. This is toilet paper, napkins, paper towels, your household good products, right? But it also is things like pads and tampons, adult diapers, nipple pads. These things have all been bleached and we're putting them on our most sensitive parts. Listen to what I just named. Things that go on our vaginas and our vulvas and our nipples. 
and they've all been bleached, just let that sink in for a second. So if you can, go ahead and invest in some reusable ones. You should be able to get them from between $12 and $30. Um, you just need a couple sets. I would say your average nursing parent needs anywhere from 3 to 5 to 10 and it's nice if you have 12 or 15 sets because then you don't have to do laundry as often. Now, not everybody will leak throughout um, the day and the night, so not everybody's going to need to wear breastfeeding pads. So if you want to wait until your baby gets here and see if you leak, um, then that's fine. A better option may be to buy one or two pair just so you have, um, you know, and don't open them, and then you can return them after your baby gets here if you find you don't need them, but then you don't have to wait those days to have them mailed to you if you do find that you leak. And then if you do leak, you can always bump up and order another pack or a larger pack something like that you have options duh you have options all right my very last tip for you i saved this for last on purpose okay the last thing that you need and it is the biggest investment but i am telling you right now i always tell somebody if you had a hundred dollars to spend on Breastfeeding supplies, I would still tell you to order Silverette nursing cups. Why? First of all, these things are a one-time investment. They will last you through every single trial that you have. They are a one-time, lifetime investment. How come? Well, because silver never is going to rust. They make their product out of a silver that is going to last four ever it's called 925 sterling silver um it is never going to rust it is antimicrobial antifungal antibacterial silver naturally has healing properties and anti-inflammatory properties so these silver cups they literally heal your boobs. I'm telling you, when I see people who have damaged, cracked, almost falling off nipples, my very first go-to is you need to get your hands on Silverette cups immediately. You're going to store these things in your refrigerator, people, all right? They're going to be cold. They are going to feel so soothing. And when you get them out of your refrigerator and put them on your boobs, it's going to be a big sigh of relief. You're then just going to leave them there. You're just going to wear them around. When you're not nursing, you're going to wear them around. Um, and then you're, as your nipples heal, the time that you wear them will actually decrease. And then you'll start to pull them out only when you need them. You can also use them for really sore nipples. It doesn't actually have to be like a wound. Um, just soreness is totally fine. It prevents cuts and scrapes once your, your nipples are kind of healed. Um, and then it also helps prevent infections, of course, because it has all of those wonderful healing properties. I am telling you right now, these silver these silverette cups are life-changing. They really, really are. Um, I have never in all this time that I've been telling people to get these, had anybody come back and say, I don't like them. I don't like them. Now, can you see them in your bra when you wear them around? Of course. People will say, I don't love that you can see them, but hey, guess what? They're healing your nipples. At some point, you learn not to care because your nipple not falling off is more important than people knowing that you are breastfeeding because they can see the things under your shirt that you're using to heal your body. It is true. All right. Those are... 
Those are my six things. It's not a lot. It's not a lot. You know, people will make you feel like you need a million things. Now, I do believe that you need a breastfeeding pillow as well. I love my breast friend. I just cannot even begin to tell you how amazing the My Breast Friend pillow is. I think it's so much better than any pillow that is on the market. It snaps around you. It's flat. It is firm enough but it's also soft, it's big enough, it, you know, holds your baby in appropriate ways where other pillows might allow your baby to like sink down and they're just not sturdy and gosh, the My Breast Friend, that one's not directly related to your actual breast. I do believe a breastfeeding pillow is incredibly essential if you're going to um, breastfeed. I see my breast friend actually right across from where I'm recording right now. It's just sitting glaring at me like, hey, thanks for the mention. Um, you know, I wanted to I wanted to give you things for your breast, your body, um, but Outside of your breastfeeding kit, your little bucket or basket, I wanted to share that a breastfeeding pillow is also incredibly important. All right, friends, we've made it to the end of the episode. Before I let you go, I want to share a testimony that actually came through um, just recently, and it was totally unexpected, and it was the sweetest thing, and I shared it over on our social media, and I thought I would share it with you as well. So um, here it is. Thanks for hanging out with me on this beautiful Friday. I will see you next Tuesday for another episode with a very special guest. I cannot wait to share it with you. See you next Tuesday, you guys. Until then, bye-bye. Hi, everybody. My name is Jackie, and I am, it's Wednesday, and I am due to have a baby on Friday, November 6th. So I just wanted to show you all my big belly. Here it is. So I am, like, ready to rock and roll, but... I'm not gonna lie, I am a last minute person. I don't do any planning, which is really bad. So I had my first baby, I went in totally blind, I knew nothing about what to do about anything, and I just wanted to give Hehe an unexpected testimonial because I've known her for a while. Um, some of you might recognize me because she and I do mom's groups together, and I never had Hehe, uh, this is my second baby. She was not at all a part of my life for my first baby, and I have learned so much from her in the last year. And then I'm it's kind of like I'm cramming for a last minute exam right now because I'm due Friday and I haven't really done the work in the membership that I should because I'm also a member of the birth lounge. And then this morning I thought, you know what? Because I'm due Friday, I should probably get my act together and study her push method, her control method, all the stuff. So I spent about two hours going through the birth lounge. I feel... And she did not ask me to do this. This is totally a surprise. But I just want to say that I feel extremely prepared for my birth. I feel like I am um, going to be very in control of my body. I know the right things to ask, the questions to ask. I know what uh, breathing techniques to do. I know what position I'm going to be in. And I will say that I'm someone who's going to a hospital and having the epidural. And she's fully on board with that. And she... Uh, like there's no way I'm doing this without an epidural. So I know a lot of people think that if you use a doula, they're going to be like anti-epidural, which he, he is not. So I know there's a stigma with doulas, like not supporting that completely opposite. She will support whatever it is you choose to do. But this morning I went through all her videos. I went through the control method, through the brave methods, through the pushing. 
Um, I feel so in control now and ready for my delivery, which last night I was not. So I kind of, I know this is cramming for final exam. I advise that you guys uh, go through the birth lounge before the night or two before you're supposed to go into labor. But I just felt like this was, like the birth lounge is just so amazing. And I had no idea until I actually put the time in and watched all her videos and uh, I feel ready to rock and roll. So hee hee and your whole team, you guys are fantastic. And I can't wait to tell you all about my birth. So also hee hee will not be at my birth with me. My husband just wants it to be the two of us and I totally respect that. However, because of all the videos that I watched, I feel totally ready and in control of my body and in control of all the questions and things I need to ask so that I remain in control. And that is because of the birth bounce. So hee hee, thank you, you're the best. And I can't wait to tell you about my birth, all right? And if anyone ever has questions about joining the membership, you can always reach out to me. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I truly do value this community and I love hanging out with you. If you found today's episode helpful, Share it with a friend. Share it with someone who might also find this information helpful. I'd love to hear what you have to say and read your sweet words on iTunes. You can leave us a review and this helps get this information into the hands of parents who might also benefit from hearing it. If you're interested in joining The Birth Lounge, you can go to thebirthlounge.com. Our blog is linked there. You can find all sorts of free information as well as how to get your access to the birth lounge. You can always hang out with me on Instagram as well at Tranquility by Hehe. Until then, stay educated, stay supported, stay confident. Just a friendly reminder that nothing in this podcast is to be used as medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Please consult your healthcare provider with any questions or concerns you have about your health or anything discussed in this podcast. Side effects may include educated adults, informed decision-making skills, and consensual care. Tranquility by Hehe and the Birth Lounge are not responsible for any ideal births that were created with this podcast. The birth parent deserves all the credit.